0: Looking for a way to refresh your spiritual life or help others refresh theirs? 40 Days of Jesus Always, a devotional booklet with 40 passages geared toward finding more joy in your life. And when you buy more than 10 copies, you get 20% off each book at Christian Book Distributors. For more information and how to order, visit christianbook.com.
1: It could be you're on a hike and you see rare butterflies that you'd never seen before. It could be you're in the ocean and out of nowhere, you see a group of dolphins just jumping and leaping like they're just exuberant. To me, that's the miracle of creation. That's the miracle of observation. There are miracles where someone runs a red light and barely misses you that Really, maybe there was some kind of divine involvement.
2: Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Whether we notice them or not, there are miracles happening all around us. In our busy lives, we may forget to look for the miracles God has put right in front of us. As Sarah Young writes in Jesus Calling, God is weaving miracles into the most mundane day if we keep our focus on Him. Our guests this week have trained their minds to seek out God's miracles, and their life's work points others toward those miracles in the mundane that God is orchestrating for us each day. Life Coach and Author Tim Story and Grammy-nominated country pianist and Christian artist Gordon Moat. Tim Story is an internationally known motivational speaker and author. Inspired at a young age by the fantastic stories and vivid miracles he heard about from the Bible, Tim believed he could do great things for God. At just 32 years of age, he started a Bible study in Hollywood that inspired people from all walks of life, from entertainment legends to professional athletes, by teaching them about Jesus and how he came to the world to be our friend and advocate. Tim firmly believes that God is a God of miracles, and we can choose to see his miracles through all the seasons of our lives, and to know that we are miracles ourselves.
1: Hello, my name is Tim Story, and I started off in church since the age of four. When I was a kid, I had a vivid imagination, and as an adult, I have a very vivid imagination. (laughs) So church to me was phenomenal. It really built my faith. Even as a young person, Sunday school at age four, five, and six, man, I was just like pulled into those stories about Noah and what he pulled off, Abraham being all old, but he had a baby, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I stayed very devoted to God my entire life since stepping into the church for the first time. The imagination is so important because what happens is that when we're little, we definitely have an imagination. When I go speak to kids in third world nations and they're real young, I'll say, what do you want to be when you get older? And a little girl might say a princess. A little boy may say the president. And I find that many times as we get older, life knocks the imagination out of us. But the imagination is something that's key. I take time to imagine. I take time to really look at things through the eyes of faith on a daily basis. I was very fortunate that I had great mentors, so I listened to my mentors. Mentors helped shift and shape my life. We had a local pastor by the name of Pastor Ron Prinzing, Whittier, California, and he had a heart towards our family, and our family was lower income, my mother had a sixth grade education, my father had a 10th grade education, my father died in a car accident when I was only 10, and it left a big void in our family of five children, and um, Pastor Prinzing was so great to us, he, he was over and above about really showing concern, care, help to tutor all of us. And that says a lot because he had a church of about 1,600 people. But it uh, it was a really noble thing that he did and we are still great friends today and he is 89 years of age. And so as a young person, I really got to know God. I really feel like I am a friend of God. I believe that grace fills in the gaps and I truly feel this way. And I've been through a lot in my life and I and I am consistently with this mindset. Well, I think I live an unusual life in that I started a Hollywood Bible study when I was only 32 years of age and I was helping people like Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Vidal Sassoon, Lee Iacocca, James Kahn, Charlton Heston. And many of these people that I'm talking about, they come from different faiths outside of Christianity. And the thing that I would hear from them is, Tim, you're so down to earth and you're teaching us principles that work. And I would just take messages on rejection or fear or loneliness, and I would teach from that. And so that really helped me to become very efficient at sharing the gospel to a group of people who may have said no in the past. And that is to look for the thing in common. We all go through rejection. We all go through fear. And I do a lot of it from a Christ perspective, because, you know, his whole strength was walking in love, teaching on love, and showing compassion. And so that's been my that's been my role model of the Jesus style, is my role model. And what I find is that a lot of people will say, I used to be into faith, but I feel let down or religion has become big business. And that's my opportunity to really talk more about Christ as the friend and Christ as the one who understands and Christ as the humanitarian. And so if you if you have sadness, he he came to bring you joy. If you have dead things, he wants to exchange your ashes for beauty. He never said he'll put beauty on your ashes. He said he'll exchange them. And that's one of my big messages to, you know, I would say a lot of people that run the world uh, is is that Jesus Christ could exchange your dead things and exchange them for beauty. Whatever crisis, whatever setback, whatever painful thing that you thought you had to live with, whatever stigma, label that God is bigger, than anything you faced. I think that many times the actual Bible seems very overwhelming. When I'm helping somebody and I buy them a Bible, I have to tell them where to start. Jesus Calling is a hybrid of many things, of really great writing, and I'm a writer, Very great writing. And also taking a topic and being able to add several scriptures to that topic and make it something that the average person can understand, even if they don't really know God that well. And then the other thing I love about Jesus Calling is it has tremendous takeaways. So you can read and become educated. And then secondly, you have takeaways that you can apply. So I use Jesus Calling for the application as well. I think Sarah Young, who I've never met, knows God. And I think a lot of people know a lot about him, but they don't really know him. But I I find from her writings that there's a real connection and a real relationship with God and so I think that definitely definitely resonates with people uh, because she she writes a lot from the position of mercy and grace of no matter what you've been through, God is still there for you. that God will still guide you, guard you, govern you. I believe that God is a a miracle working God. that's part of what he does, and so. You know, God has many things. He's a forgiver. He is a healer. He's a mender. He is one who brings peace, but he is also one who brings forth miracles. And so out of his nature, he does what he does. So what I have found is that miracles are either coming or going at all times. I don't believe that that there is like a drought in the miracle world, <laughs> miracles are either coming or going at all times. And to me, a miracle is partially found by looking for them. There are miracles where people are supposed to die of cancer and they find themselves truly getting healed. There are miracles of Tim's story coming from a lower income family to being able to life coach some of the smartest minds on the planet, I believe that I became a miracle. So we are all living in the midst of a miracle. We are walking miracles even in our limitations, our setbacks, our frailties, our faults, our failures, the challenges in our life, whether we be in a wheelchair, whether we were in a tragic accident, whether we have lupus, Lyme disease, fighting off cancer. Thank you, God, for the many miracles that surround us. The miracles of the changes of our children sometimes, of children who struggled and somehow found their way back, or our grandchildren who struggled and found their way back. So become awake and then take inventory, and you'll find that there's miracles all around you.
2: You can find Tim's latest book, Miracle Mentality, everywhere books are sold. Stay tuned to our next miracle story of how a boy, born blind, would eventually become a highly sought-after Nashville keyboardist. Gordon Moat's story is right after this brief message. Motherhood. It's a journey like no other, teeming with love, unparalleled dedication, and moments that pierce the very essence of your soul.
0: Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for our special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at
2: faithgateway.com. The Easter season is filled with joy and hope. Now, there's a new way to focus on the holiday with the new book, Jesus Calling for Easter. With 50 Jesus Calling devotions selected just for the Lent and Easter season, Jesus Calling for Easter includes scripture verses alongside breathtaking imagery and exquisite design. Jesus Calling for Easter makes a stunning gift for those who love Jesus Calling and would like a new way to observe the Easter season. To learn more about this beautiful new edition of Jesus Calling, please visit jesuscalling.com books. our next guest is Grammy-nominated country keyboardist and Christian musician Gordon Mote. As a kid, Gordon listened to every record he could put his hands on, and he and his brother would play and sing in churches of all sizes and denominations. Blind since birth, Gordon credits God for taking care of him and blessing him with good things all his life, including this early talent for music that would blossom into a full-time career as a keyboardist playing for country legends like Alan Jackson, Brad Paisley, Blake Shelton, Martina McBride and Carrie Underwood just to name a few. Gordon believes that the opportunities he's been given have all been heaven-sent, and he takes every chance he can to point people toward the one whose blessings allow us to become everything he intended us to be.
0: Well, I'm Gordon Mode. I'm a musician, singer, artist, producer, chief window washer, whatever it takes to get it done. I started playing the piano when I was three years old on Thanksgiving Day. My family had no idea it was going to happen, and when it happened, they were freaked out because they heard the piano playing, wondered who it could be, and when they walked into the living room, there I was at only three years old, barely big enough to reach the keys, sitting on that piano bench, and the very first song I played was Jesus Loves Me. And uh, since that time, I have uh, tried to get better every day. i made my first public appearance when I was four at a military base close to home in Anniston, Alabama. I went to to the Alabama School for the Blind for preschool, kindergarten, first and second grade, learned how to read and write Braille, learned a lot of the basics. But in third grade, I started mainstreaming into the public school system. Well, it was because of a great man with a great vision. His name was C.C. Davis, and he was the superintendent of the Gadsden City Schools. And he had met a couple of us, just by chance, and he thought, you know, these kids are going to be living in a sighted world all their lives. And a law had just passed that enabled these things to happen he always was a ground shaker anyway. He was he really always had a vision. And he wanted to make it happen. And so there were six of us. And he made a deal with the Itala City Schools. He said, if you guys will provide transportation, Ganston City Schools will provide the education, the teachers. And it was because of great man, C.C. C. Davis, who taught me so much but one of the things he used to always say is gordon there is no such thing as a problem it's an opportunity and he uh, passed away a few years back but uh, a great man with a great work ethic and truly great vision i was one of the first blind students to mainstream into the public school system which uh, had certainly its challenges. And kids can be really mean, whether you're sighted or not. Kids can be, you know, they don't understand. They think if you're different, that in many cases, they think if you're different, you're not cool. And sometimes they think because you're different, you're really cool. But I had it all. In high school and middle school and whatnot, elementary school, uh, there were some kids that were really horrible, really mean, made fun of me. But all in all, it was an amazing experience because most kids are good hearted. They're open to learning something new. And I had some dear friends in high school that I'm very grateful for. And I loved music so much. It was it was my escape. It was my, it kind of defined, you know, in high school, everybody's looking for uh, what am I good at? Well, for me, it was music. And because I was what they called a the childhood prodigy, the wow factor was pretty high back in those days. And that helped me gain popularity in a sense. It kind of set me apart a little bit. Okay, even though I was blind, my friends thought I was cool because I could play any song they could name, you know, or sing any song they could name or whatever. So I'm grateful that I had that. And I thought, man, it'd be really cool. You know, I had I loved so many different types of music. I'll be honest with you. I always loved it. I didn't you know, I was too young maybe to think, hey, I'm going to move to Nashville and play on Sessions. I was at Belmont, going to school, a guy by the name of Mark Mosley. Mark heard about me through a teacher, and he allowed me to come into the studio with some notable Nashville players, and he gave me a shot, I guess because he couldn't get anybody, maybe. But he, he gave me a shot, and I learned so much, and I caught on, and I used to skip class and go work in the studios because I thought, well, I can either sit in class and talk about doing it or actually go to work and do it and get paid for it. And, uh, I didn't skip a lot of class, but if I got a job or got a, a session, but Mark gave me my first opportunity just to kind of start developing my craft in the studio because the studio thing is different. And I worked with several artists traveling and doing that thing. When word of mouth, other writers heard about me. And all of a sudden I'm the new guy doing demos and doing, just working a lot. One thing led to another. And in uh, 99, 2000, somewhere along in there, I had played on a few records, but nothing huge, nothing that was going to change the world. But I got a call to play on the new Alan Jackson record. Pig Robbins, who is in not only the Musicians Hall of Fame, but in the Country Music Hall of Fame, Pig is also, he's a piano player, but he's also blind and he's legendary in this town. And he and I are kind of the only guys, only blind guys who've done it at this level. And Pig told them, you need to call Gordon. Pig was sick, wasn't doing well. And uh, they needed somebody. And they asked him who they should call. And he said, well, call Gordon. He, he's the new guy. He's going to be the guy for a long time. And here comes 9-11 and everything that happened. And I remember I was in the studio that day with another artist. And I was just thinking, man, this is so what we're doing is just useless. Like, I don't even know why we're here. We're, this is not going to help anybody. This isn't going to affect anything. There are people who are in such need right now. And I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't even know what this looks like. Not even sure how this could work, but I'd love to be able to make a difference somehow. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know what I'm asking. I'd just like to be able to make a difference. And a couple of weeks later, we go in to do the second half of the Alan Jackson record. And he comes into the studio And he had this stool that he would always sit on and play his guitar and play us the next song we were going to cut. And he said, uh, "Ah, Denise wanted me to come play a song for y'all. I don't know if it's any good or not, but I'm going to play it so I can tell her I played it. And y'all can tell me what y'all think about it. And he played Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning. And after that, It kind of went crazy for me. I was an overnight success that took years to make. I accepted Christ when I was eight years old at a revival meeting in Alabama. Amazing Grace became more than just a song. It became an experience. And so if we could comprehend, which we can't, but if we could comprehend what it must be like for Jesus to have that kind of mercy and grace for us and then to look down on this earth he created and see how we treat each other. Um, I just feel like we need to love and do our very best to love because he first loved us. And where would we be without that grace? So that's what it's all about for me. And, And I need to be told that as much as the next guy. I don't always do well. I'm not perfect, certainly. Uh, I don't always win, but I hope I win more than I lose. Our current radio song is a song called Grace Became Amazing, which, you know, we've all sang Amazing Grace so many times in our lives. And people who are not Christians sing it. They know it, they sang it in church, they grew up singing it. When they hear people singing it, they it might remind him of a simpler time and all that. That's when mercy called my name. That's when love broke every chain. When his blood covered my sin and my life began changing. Grace became amazing. I have my my devotional time in the morning, you know, and I have my prayer time and, and all that. But so many times I don't take the time I should to just sit still and listen. I've always been a big fan. Love the Jesus calling. I think Miss Young did a wonderful job and I wish I could meet her in person so I could thank her. I'm so grateful that my wife introduced me to it many years ago. And uh when I found the devotional, when I found the app, as uh, their app, you know, I I thought, man, this is the greatest thing ever, because now my phone can read me these devotions and uh can just have it on the go whenever you need it. And so uh grateful for Jesus calling, grateful that there are people out there who are encouraging us to stay in it and uh, there's no encourager like god's word i love someone who can write so wonderfully and know that it's god breathed and uh, i just i have a great appreciation for it and a great reverence for it and and a love for it the jesus calling devotional from January 25th. And it's, I think, very fitting for the times we're going through. It says, let my love enfold you in the radiance of my glory. Sit still in the light of my presence and receive my peace. These quiet moments with me will transcend time, accomplishing far more than you can imagine. Bring me the sacrifice of your time. Well, that's good. And watch to see how abundantly I bless you and your loved ones. Through the intimacy of our relationship, you are being transformed from the inside out. As you keep your focus on me, I form you into the one I desire you to be. Your part is to yield to my creative work in you, neither resisting nor trying to speed it up. Enjoy the tempo of a God-breathed life by letting me set the pace. Hold my hand in childlike trust and the way before you will open up step by step. You know, with this pandemic that we've recently gone through we've all had more time on our hands and I have certainly tried to use that time to try to find the heart of God and just to meditate and to listen to what he might be trying to teach me or tell me and this passage really spoke to me in a huge way the sacrifice of our time We'll, we'll see how he will bless us and our loved ones. I mean, if that's all you take away from it, that's enough. Because all of us want to be blessed in whatever it is we're trying to do. And we want our loved ones to be blessed. But I love that. Enjoy the tempo of a God-breathed life by letting me set the pace. Hold my hand in childlike trust. And the way before you, whatever it is you're trying to do, the way before you will open up. Step by step. I mean, we've all got questions. There, there is not a one of us who have all the answers. Sometimes it's one little bitty step after another, and sometimes it's kind of standing still. You know, uh, at the very first of the passage, it talks about sitting still in His presence, and uh, I think that's, man, that's what I don't do enough of. And so that passage really spoke to me. As so many of them do, it's almost like God knows what you need to hear on any given day.
2: You can find Gordon's latest release, Love, 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 wherever records are sold. If you'd like to hear more stories about the miracles God pours into our lives, check out our interview with mother and son Joyce and John Smith, whose real-life story was told in the movie Breakthrough, starring Chrissy Metz. Next time on the Jesus Calling podcast, we speak with comedian and host of off the cuff podcast Michael Jr., who shares the story of how he made it in comedy and how he strives to acknowledge God's presence in all of his moments, even the ones where he's making people laugh.
1: God is everywhere, so bring him with you, or at least give him that freedom. Say, hey, God, I'm going here. I know it sounds silly to say, why don't you come with me? But I'm telling you, neurology, in your brain, it'll do something different. you would be like, oh, snap, yeah, I'm, God is with me. And He was here the whole time.
2: Want to hear more inspirational stories of people who have been changed by A Closer Walk with God? Then subscribe today to The Jesus Calling Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please be sure to leave a review, which helps us reach and inspire others with these stories. Plus, if you like seeing our guests as well as hearing them, you can find video interviews available on our YouTube channel at youtube.com, jesuscallingbook Book, on Facebook, and on the Jesus Calling Instagram page.